Listener supported. WNYC Studios. to a track from a gem of an off-Broadway musical that touched audiences and even crusty critics alike with its odd plot, heartfelt message, snappy songs, and winning performances. It landed on 2021 Best Of lists, including Time and The Washington Post. It is called Kimberly Akimbo. Let's listen. Kimberly is a chipper, bright, slightly awkward New Jersey 16-year-old who may be in the last year of her life. This is because of a rare disease that ages her four and a half times the rate of an average person. So while she's only been alive for a decade and a half, her body is that of a 60-something woman. As Kimberly says in the show when asked about getting pregnant, I already went through menopause. She's played in the show by veteran actor and Tony winner Victoria Clark. We meet Kimberly as she's facing both high school and mortality without a whole lot of support from her dysfunctional family, but with a great friend at her side, Seth, a tuba-playing, anagram-loving nerd who is her lab partner. Kimberly just wants a little fun, some peace, maybe some attention from her family, who are more of a handful than any teenager. One reviewer described the show as wholly enjoyable and quietly moving, and Jesse Green from the New York Times called it a playful yet powerful musical, which, by the way, has been extended until January 15th at the Atlantic Theater in Chelsea, but more than one theater watcher has noted it could very well make its way to Broadway in the spring. Kimberly Akimbo is based on the play by David Lindsay Aber, and it features the music of Janine Tesori, who will be our guest next hour. But right now, we are joined by Victoria Clark. Hi, Victoria. Hi, good morning, good afternoon. And Kimberly Akimbo's director, Jessica Stone. Hi, Jessica. Hi there, how are you? Doing great, thanks for being with us. So Victoria, I understand you weren't so sure about taking this part at first. What changed your mind? <laughs> Where did you get that information? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I, I did, it did take some arm twisting. Um, Jessica and I are good friends and we, we met you know, 120 years ago on the revival of how to succeed in business. When she came in um, to play Rosemary and I played her best friend, Smitty. So we, you know, we've been in the trenches together on stage and um, I've been watching Jessica's directing career rise and just, you know, so supportive of that as a, as a fellow director and as a woman, you know, there are very few of us directing. So I just, she, she talked to me about this and Janine did too. And I, I did not feel like it was, <laughs> I didn't feel like I could do it. Frankly, I just thought I didn't want to do another musical because they're very athletic and strenuous. And I was, you know, directing more and more. And I just thought, Oh no, I just can't do this. And I don't know. How did you finally talk me into it? Jessica? <laughs> I mean, how did you I do that? Like, I don't even know. We have to, well, I think, I don't want to give myself credit. I think it was Janine playing the music for you. And I think um, mm-hmm. you reading it and hearing the score was the best pitch. And then mm-hmm. you and I met in a room um, right before the pandemic shut everything down. And we just had an opportunity to 
be with each other in a room and talk about it. And you sang through some stuff and, and we just began to sort of dip our toes into this world together. And I think I, I'd like to think that that's what it was, that it was that, you know, you, you had the material that spoke to you and then you had a pal who was speaking the same language. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that that's what it was, but I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that's what it was. I, I think that has everything to do with it. I, I, the, the material is just a once-in-a-lifetime kind of opportunity for an actor, and mm-hmm. it has to be played by an older actress. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I'm, it can't be played by somebody younger, so I can't pull that card. I can't say I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm too tired because anybody playing this part is going to be tired, right? So I think that's part of it. Like, it requires an older actor, and I just thought it was this combination of, a funny and heartache is kind of my sweet spot. Mm. So I, I'm very, I, it is the material, it's a combination of the artists and the material, which are and both I, amazing. I would like to add it is, it is a beautiful meeting of artists and material because mm. the role really does require um, someone with a tremendous emotional wisdom and, and deep funny bones in, in uh, the very real, truthful way, not necessarily yucky at the punchline, but mm-hmm. um, but someone who really understands human behavior and all of its absurdity, at, that's Vicky. And then the voice of an angel. There's that. <laughs> Vicky, what did you, once you decided, okay, I'm doing this, uh, I will nap in the afternoon, I will get my energy up, I will do this. Uh, what did you observe about teenage girls that you knew you needed to incorporate? Yeah, so a couple of people have asked me like what I did for research, and I will say, it, I feel like I've been researching this part my whole life, and that's I found that to be true in my career. Like the parts that really are indelible for me have somehow been inside me my whole mm-hmm. life, and I didn't have to dig very far to find her. I mean, the main thing for us was finding the the pocket for the age. You know, a couple of times in rehearsal, Jeff would say. I think she's reading more like between five and 10, you know, like she's now you've gone so exuberant with your body. Like now, like, and then I would get a little bit older. And so, um, yeah. So finding the pocket of like 15, 16 took me a while, but I, I didn't really, in terms of research, I didn't do, it was, let me just say this. (laughs) The kind of research I did was not about teenagers. It was very deep. Hmm. reckoning with myself that's the research that I did it was it was the kind of part where I really and continuing also to turn myself inside out it is not it, for me it wasn't necessarily isn't like a pleasant experience it's more a hmm. deep recognition and uh exploration of my inner life if that makes any sense sure uh, what, what kind of questions are you asking yourself or what are you ruminating over um, what, how can I forgive myself? What is it like to be alive in this time and devote oneself to storytelling? Mm-hmm. How can I be present and imperfect? What does imperfection mean? Is, is perfection the goal? It, can I just show up for this rehearsal, for this performance, and be wholly present and alive and accept whatever comes and learn from Kimberly, learn from this child, how to 
forgive myself? Can I love myself? Can I love others? Can you know? It's a, these very deep questions that one would ask at the end of one's life, looking back, which is where Kimberly is. And it's not necessarily grappling with mortality; it's grappling with presence. My guests are Victoria Clark and Jessica Stone. We are talking about Kimberly Akimbo at the Atlantic Theater Company. So, Jess, when we first meet Kimberly, what's important to her? Well, what's interesting is. I think what's important to her um, when we first meet her is what's important to her when we last see her. But the difference is that she puts puts it into action, mm-hmm. that she she decides to go and get it. Um, so, you know, she has this I want song um, when we when we first meet her. And she says, you know, some of the some of the things that you expect a teenage girl to say, I want to be beautiful. I want people to call me beautiful. I want to go to cool places. And she has a list of, you know, all kinds of things that, you know, we get to, we get some insight into her imagination of this list of things that she would love to sort of have in her life. But ultimately, and without giving too much away, the thing she wants is very simple and quiet. And she, the, the, as the story unfolds, she decides to go get that. And, you know, it's what I love about this piece. And it's sort of what I love about life is that any given moment is filled with peace and quiet and absurdity and noise and pain and beauty. And all of that can exist in any one moment. So you can go on a great adventure and still be filled with the peace of friendship and family, whether it's chosen or inherited. Victoria, as as you were creating the character and you were living in in Kimberly, what are some of her coping mechanisms for her illness? Oh, that's a great question. Um, It is. This is so much fun to talk about this, by the way, Mm -hmm. with Jessica, who I think is just the most uncanny person and artist. I mean, she really brings her knowledge about... um, humanity and mm-hmm. along with her skill. So it was so much fun building this with her. I, I, you know, I think she has a ton of coping mechanisms. One thing is her humor. Um, she has um, an ability to kind of compartmentalize things. So even though her body may be hurting or she may be achy, painy, kind of having that kind of day, she, she's able to compartmentalize and move on. Um She's pretty good at um, investigating and listening and exploring. She's not used to having friends or people really paying much attention to her in a, in a deep way. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's used to being kind of stared at, but she's not really used to having friends. So I think a lot of her coping is just kind of imagining how things could be different and kind of putting personalities on people for herself because she doesn't really get to know people that well. So she imagines things. She's got a great imagination, and I think she uses that in her humor to escape. Jessica, we see Kimberly navigate her way through school and through her family life. And the latter, they sort of straddle a line because the book is funny. But they're also mm-hmm. a bit unlikable, but they're also entertaining, mm-hmm. <laughs> her family. Mm-hmm. How did you talk to your actors about striking that balance? Um, exactly as you just often presented because it is a trap and mm-hmm. um the thing that i that i love about the show is that ultimately is is about love it's just flawed 
So these parents that are, again, absurd and insane and um, sometimes cruel, it's, it's because they don't have the resources or tools to parent well, but it doesn't mean that um, it doesn't mean that they're villains. And so once we once we all agreed to sort of to to the tone and world and point, um, it became much easier to navigate in that way. There is love there; it's just deeply flawed and ultimately not healthy. And Kim has to choose you know, what to do with that reality. My guests are director Jessica Stone and actor Victoria Clark. We're talking about Kimberly Akimbo, the musical at the Atlantic Theater Company. And I said actor and director, but as you mentioned, Victoria, you both have been actors and directors. Uh, (laughs) I'll start with you, Victoria. Because you have been doing directing, how has that helped you as an actor as you stepped into this role? Oh, well, usually when I'm, acting i i i well okay overall i have an overall arc of the show just because i've always had that even before i started directing i i always see where the i guess the questions i ask are a little different because of that so i'll ask more things like what's the function of this character in the scene which a lot of actors would not ask um so i'm always looking at the whole arc of the show and i know how difficult it is to direct so in this project, I promised Jessica I, I wouldn't say very much, you know, that I would let her vision be our guiding force. And I, I asked her to promise me if I get annoying, you know, to shut me down. Um, <laughs> but I, I tried really hard not to do what I usually do, which is to say, hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? I just, I, I really just tried to be quiet and listen. And I approached this project in a way that I haven't approached anything else which is much more quietly. Jessica, same for you as an actor. How has that helped you as a director? Well, I, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky question. I will say that it's a joy to me to work with Vicki and to work with someone who can so thoroughly um, invest herself in, in the sort of micro task of being the gatekeeper for her character Mm -hmm. and can bring the wisdom of understanding the larger um, questions and the larger, and just, just as she said, you know, what's the function of this in this scene? Um, Because Vicky can bring such tremendous lack of ego to the process, you know, that, and, and that is so having been an actor and now being on the other side of the table, um, that is quite a feat to to just dig your hands in the soil and get dirty and 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 I'm doing too many metaphors here, but but to just play for the sake of playing, um, and and that was really really fun and really special. And I think there was a kind of shorthand between the two of us because we both have been in front of and behind the rehearsal table, or you know, in front of and behind the footlights. Um, the, there's a kind of shorthand in terms of what, what the challenge is when you're out there in front of an audience and what the challenge is when you're trying to sort of drive the bus. Um, and so I felt there's, there's so much just support and, and I just felt like I had a partner in crime, which was a pleasure. Jess says that's, those are the challenges, the good stuff, but as a director, you are 
solving problems all day long, every day, <laughs> all through the process. What was a problem that you had to solve in this production? Ice skating. Ice skating mm -hmm. on stage was a biggie. I mean, that, that's a, um, it's a technical one. There's, there are, there are many, you know, large and small in terms of, oh, I'm, I'm not understanding this character's motivation for the plan and what do we do about it and communicating that to writers and, um, you know, communicating to an actor that we need a different adjustment and, you know, making sure that I'm doing that in a way that, that feels like it's coming from a place of sort of, again, love and group storytelling and not just criticism, which is sometimes how it can feel, you know, so there are those moments but i think a technical um a technical problem is you know we're doing this this show in or this story that takes place in many many different places at the atlantic theater company which was a church and so there's no wing space there's no trap space there's no fly space and um <laughs> and then there's ice skating so the ice skating is the one in that tiny little space that i'm i'm the most proud of <laughs> and it took a minute it took a minute it's pretty great. It's pretty. It's a pretty ooh ah moment, I have to say. So, <laughs> congratulations on figuring that one out, uh, Vicky. Vicky, what have you gotten to do with this part, this role of Kimberly, that you really haven't gotten to do before in your career? Well, I think I can show. I think I can be silly in a way that maybe Jess and three other people in my life really know about. I mean, I'm always <laughs> the biggest cut up backstage. I'm usually the biggest baby in the room sometimes in rehearsal. So I, I can just let, let that part of me have airtime, which is so cathartic and fun. I mean, recently I've played a lot of serious characters. And so this is, this is truly um, like playtime for me. Most of it. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, the usual terror and anxiety, mm -hmm. but uh, this is, there is plenty of time for, I, you know, I get to have a big temper tantrum and there's a lot of flirting. And I mean, it's fun to have a love interest who's 18 too, by the way, who's like, <laughs> we should talk about our, my co-stars who are just, this cast is incredibly insane. Justin Cooley just graduated from high school in May and he's, he's insanely great. And so is Bonnie Milligan, who plays my aunt and Ali Mozzie, who plays my mom and Stephen Boyer. And then our cast of teens, you know, Olivia Lee's Hardy and Fernell Hogan and Michael Iskander. Who am I leaving out? Oh, Nina White. Nina. They're just like yeah. insanely great. And and I'm the oldest one by like 20 years. And so what's fun is inverting the age and being able to be the youngest one, um, you know, character wise. So, Yeah. So I have never kissed an 18-year-old before on stage, and I've never, um, you know, gotten to be quite this silly. My guests are Vicki Clark and Jessica Stone. We're talking about Kimberly Akimbo, the new musical. So next hour, Jessica, we're going to speak with Janine Tesori, who wrote the, wrote the mm -hmm. music for the show. Um, what is a section of the music in the show that gets you every time you hear it? Oh, that's a really, really hard question. Um, that's a really hard question because it's, I, and I, I'm, I think I would say this if I had just seen the show for the first time and not worked on it for the last however many years, but I, it's one of my favorite scores and it's one of my favorite scores that she's written. Um, and some of the, you know, I think Anagram, which is a song that uh, 
Kimberly and, and Seth sort of sing together. He's, he's, um, he has a different function in the song, but um, is one of the more incredible um, duets I think I've seen in a long time. Um, and it's, a, again, it's an unconventional duet, but, uh, and our, our last song, Great Adventure, which is the sort of, if the show had a mission statement, it mm-hmm. would be it. Um, also guts me, you know, almost every time I watch it, but, but it changes. It depends on the mood and the day. I, I went to check in on the show last week and um, the song at the end of act one, where everyone's making promises to be a different me. And, um, and I'm just looking at this cast full of people and it was a, it was a slightly out of story experience, but I'm looking at this cast full of artists singing with such joy and and with such discipline and dedication and and we're in the middle of this insane moment in time and then Vicky's you know dancing exuberantly and people are skating and it it just made me weep so sometimes it it gets me for story reasons and sometimes Mm -hmm. it gets me for life reasons um but I would say anagram is is a top one for me what about you Vicky that's hard to answer Oh, I agree with you. Anagram is is really fun to sing. Um, I love that scene so much. Um, it's kind of when she discovers that it's possible that she could be making a friend, like a real mm-hmm. friend. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a big moment for her. There's someone that really sees her. She realizes, oh, he's not going to run away. I get right. this. This is I get to have this in my life. So that's incredible. And then... Um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I look forward to it every night. And when we were rehearsing it, I dreaded it, but, but, but now I love it. It's it's the scene where I don't want to give too much away, but it's just the final scene with her parents. Mm. There's a long song where she, she comes, she has a conversation with her parents and that's, that's really uh, moving and and Mm. great for me. Love it. She gets to make a choice. The name of the musical is Kimberly Akimbo. If you can check, if you can check it out, please do. Fingers crossed, we'll get to see it someplace else in the spring. I know nobody has any information about that just yet, but we we can cross our fingers for it. My guests have been Victoria Clark and Jessica Stone. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so Happy much. Happy New Year.